1: Hello and welcome along to the VMTV Rugby Pod. Great to have Emer Considine and Fiona Hayes with me today. Girls, how are we all getting on? Good, Stu. Fiona, I just want to start, I suppose, where it was a break week, but we had the first two games, obviously two defeats for Ireland. But as a whole, what have you made of the Six Nations so far?
2: Um, the uh, I suppose the Six Nations so far as a whole, um, I suppose we've really seen the gap between uh, the front two and the rest. Um... And from an Irish perspective, there's starting to be a massive gap as well. Wales have kicked on a little bit. We've seen Italy kicked on a bit. So every, we're starting to see um, here that everyone is slightly ahead of her uh, of where Ireland would like to be at, too. And I suppose... Um, What I've really noticed with the likes of England is France as well, and Emer might uh, uh, agree with me, is that they've gotten better and better and that there will be the big top games. Like I can't wait to watch England and France on the last day day of the season. I think that the standard has gotten huge and everyone's kicking on and it's up to Ireland now to catch up with the rest and Scotland as well. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
2: Do you
1: agree there with Fiona and just the gap? I know Wales have had a couple of wins, but where do you think that gap is and is it increasing?
3: Yeah, like I think the England and France have reinvented themselves as well, especially after that loss in the World Cup. I think England will look to say, like, what did we do wrong? What were we missing? And they are even under the same management under Stuart, who is who is going to be leaving, um, or Simon Middleton is going to be leaving. He's um he's still looking to change the way that England are playing and it's not just a forward-dominant game. I think, looking back to the World Cup, it was the backs of New Zealand were just out of this world and they dominated the English backline. And I think we've seen it: the English backline change it up and and they're using the backline more. We're seeing, like, oh, they were phenomenal the last day and they just, you know, they scored through through them, they scored around them, they scored through a kick over the top, a chip, through, a chip over the top. It was just so many different ways that England just dominated through teams, and especially the last day. Um, and France, even though a lot of the names aren't household names at the moment, they've a lot of the girls away with the sevens, folks on the Olympics, there was no difference in the standard and there's some phenomenal players coming through. So I think they're pushing on to the next level. And even like that, Scotland were really good against England in the first game. I know the scoreline didn't show it, but they did really good plays and they good physical carries, good defence. And the same, obviously, with Italy against France and Wales, you know, with the the hammering that they gave Ireland in the first game. So, you know, like Fiona said, it's just the top two are pushing further. The next three, three have kind of pushed on. And I don't feel like we have the depth and I suppose the time together the, to match the rest of those nations.
1: Fiona, just picking up what Emer said there, you know, um, the depth there, it's so important. But have you seen any signs from Ireland that they are getting better? Or is it just, are they going backwards?
2: No, I don't think they're going backwards. Um, I think um, the coaching staff probably haven't had a lot of time to put their stamp on the style. I'm not seeing any clear style in how we defend. I'm not really seeing any clear style, I suppose, in how in how Ireland attack. But I think that's more with the chops and changes they've been forced to make. Um, we we knew, I suppose, at the start that the sevens mightn't come in. Now I think there might be talk that they might be able to come in for the last couple of games. I'm not too sure, but they they seem to they're they've seem to reverse their their saying that they definitely wouldn't be playing. It, it seems to be now that it, it's not off the cards. So look, I suppose the player be- pool became smaller then. Um, the, we saw Ireland go over and compete in uh, what's uh, over in the combined provinces as over in that cup, um, the Celtic Cup. Um, I personally don't think that that stood much to them. Um, and I'll t- and I'll tell you why. A lot of people mightn't understand that the likes of Wales would have been in it and Scotland um but all the Scottish and Welsh players pl- that would start in general were playing in the premiership in England and were not released for this tournament. So Ireland were essentially playing teams with absolutely no one that would maybe a couple of people might have uh, kicked on and made this squad at the end. But they they weren't playing against competitive English and and. Uh, uh, sorry, against Scottish and Welsh teams. So I think that was huge. Um, that maybe a couple of games. Look, it, it's been ironed out. They'll have to fix that. Maybe a couple of a, a friendly games might have stood better to them against teams that they would potentially be playing in this Six Nations. But they've had to. They've had to use what they've had as the squads. And I haven't seen much of it, but. I will say one thing from the first game to the second game, certain areas they definitely improved that they needed to fix. So that's so that's a sign of a good squad as well. We talked about more defence at times and scrum going into France. France, the French scrum was huge. Um, Ireland were able to counteract that at times, um, until maybe the last 15, 20 minutes when tiredness kegged in. Um, as as pundits, as fans, what we need to start seeing, and especially in this Italy game now, is um attack. We haven't seen anything from the Ireland attack. Um, we saw Dana come in and we saw a couple of nice kicks. So if they can vary it going up in, going into the na- next few games, if they have possession against England, it'd be nice to see them do something. They look like they were kind of when pressure was coming on at times that they didn't know where to go. And I'd like to see more structure around
1: that. I think, I'm I'm just, gonna... With the Daniel Bryan thing and the green shoots and how good she has been. What are you expecting from her against Italy? Will it be kicks in behind or will they look to play it out the back to Efa Dalton? And what, what do you think they'll go on Saturday against Palmer?
3: Yeah, Italy are their backline are kind of one of the backlines that have been together for the last while. You know, they're really consistent with their players and they know each other inside out and um they're a really good backline and they've they've played a lot of rugby together. Um so they're not going to be easy to get through. They're they're they are tough to get through. Um they do send, there does they do send to be a bit of space in the backfield and I think we, we'll have to look at that and Dana will probably look to, look at that um, and their position around that because they've had a few chops and changes with their wingers, I suppose that's to be the only position. They're strong in the midfield, we always talk about Rigoni and Solari up there, I'm not sure if she's injured Solari at the moment but they are a strong midfield, um, their 9-10 combination have been there together for, for a long time. So the spaces will be around the edges, but if they can get to the wings, I think we saw in some of the games that they, towards the end, you know, we saw snippets of how good they can get if they look to move that ball to the wings, to the space, um, and just be patient. But it was last passes, you know, it was... um, Last passes that let them down. It was kind of we we spoke about it before last week about the there was no deception in the runners. It just allowed the defence to slide off because you know the hard line was never there with their hands up or the the front door option was never a genuine option. So anyone that's out in those wider channels need to want the ball, need to want to demand the ball, need to want to actually you know make meters out in the wings. Um, and set it up again so that they can go wide again and force the defences, and, and like it's it's such a simple game, and you look England do it, they just draw in def- defences in the middle, and then they suck them in, and then they push it wide, and that's what Ireland need to do, I think they'll get good return off the wider channels, because we do have good players, They just I don't think we've got a chance to see those wingers really in action, because we haven't had a lot of possession, a possession out in the wings, Um and we haven't done much with the ball, like Fiona said. Like we've only scored one try in the Six Nations so far, one try and one penalty. That's been it. So, you know, we have a lot of work to do in attack. We have a lot of work to do in defence. We've missed we missed an awful amount of tackles in the last game. And you just—it's basic rugby. You just, if you give them the eyes, if you give them tackles like that, they'll—they'll they'll make these teams in these championship games will make the most of those meters and those soft tackles. And with that know.
2: as well, yes, just coming in on that too, with that um, kicking game as well, like if, especially I saw it in the first game against France Um, that Italy came out of the blocks, that line speed was huge you know, if Ireland, and you talked about Dana's boot, which is, has been so good, especially in the last game, she's gotten us out of trouble a lot Um, if we can kick down and keep it an even infield, Italy like to counter-attack, they, they pride themselves on their counter-attack so it would be great if we could get like a line speed up and put pressure on Italy. Italy have no um issue in playing five meters out from their own line. They'll try and run you and beat you on the outside. So if we can understand and get that line speed up and that and get that kick, kick and game going, I think that we can get up there and eventually turn over Italy and that will put massive pressure on them.
1: Fiona, as a coach actually just coming back to you there, you know, everyone's talked about Scrum needs to get better, line out needs to get better, attack, defence, you name every aspect of the game. But if you only have, you know, if they had a week off last week and then five, six days this week, if even a couple of training sessions, what do you focus on? Is it one thing in defence and just go with it? Or as a coach, what would you be saying to these girls?
2: Yeah, well, look, first thing off, would be defence would be huge. I'd have them absolutely blasting each other out in the pitch. Um, obviously, you have to look after the bodies as well, but um, I thought at times um, the physicality wasn't up to scratch, and I think they need to get out and get into that. So I would have them working massively on defence. I think in this Italian game in particular, they're probably going to have more possession of the ball than they have had uh, in the last couple of weeks. They would have expected more possession against Wales but it didn't happen um, and the Welsh Packs put massive pressure on at times which turned over a, a lot of ball so I think I, I'd focus massively on the week the first week when they came out of camp um, I would have looked at maybe le- left them off a little bit in defence because they would have been hurting after that game I think they would have focused on specifically Italy and how they're going to attack Italy because they should have more ball so a lot around that kicking game a lot about getting that defensive lineup together but, but then, in leading up to this game, I would have had huge focus on that defensive area, Stuart, on those connections. They were broken too easily, hips to the sideline. People weren't square. They're very easily fixed. But the massive thing is, like it's, a, it's an analogy that a lot of people will use, but it's a chain. If one link in that chain is broken, you're in big trouble, especially in defensive line. So I would get them doing lots of drills where they're working together and upping that physicality.
1: Emer, what other positives have you seen from Ireland? Like Nick Avard, Grace Moore, who else has really said, you know what, I'm going to try and carry this team going forward?
3: Yeah, there's been some really good individual performances. I suppose we've mentioned Dana and how she came on and she's just been such a cool head, level head and her decision-making has been really good considering it was her first Six Nations start against France. It's not an easy place to start off. And yeah, Derbne Confort has come in after a really good Interpros. Like she really was a standout player in the Interpros at eight. I suppose we saw her versatility in the first game where she got landed out onto the wing. I think she was down as the reserve hooker but played a back row as well. And that's not ideal. But Derv is a good rugby player. She's playing rugby a long time. Has uh, got really good smarts about that. And I think she we saw she's she's made the most amount of metres. I think she's top 10 for metres made. She's um, top six for amount of carries she's made in the Six Nations. You know, she's not afraid to just take the ball, take the game by the scruff of the neck and just, um, I know she can't do it herself, but, you know, she wants to. She has the aggression she has. She's really, really strong to look at her. You probably don't think, you know, she's very tall or very... Um, you know, an age position, a technique, looking at her position wise, but she's, um, she's so strong. I think she has a background in like martial arts and anyone that has done any bit of grappling or wrestling drills that her knows that you're never <laughs> going to get out of there winning. She's so strong Um and, and took a few years out of the rugby kind of world just to, um, you know, she was in the sevens and then took a break from that and then came back in like a new player and has been doing really, really well. Um yeah, Grace Moore is over in the premiership in England as well, and, and she has come into herself. She's been around the 15 squad for a while um, and hasn't got a lot of game time, I suppose, with us. But that kind of she was in the sevens programme too, and, and it is a big difference. And I so suppose she lacked she lacked a bit of game time in the 15s world where, where she was playing a bit of 15s club, she was never really released and didn't get a lot of 15s time with Railway. And I think going over to Saracens has stood to her in just to work with the likes of Marley Packer. And Poppy Cleal, and to be even, she's not getting a lot of game starts, but she's obviously on the bench there. And to work with those kind type of players week in, week out to scrimmage against them, to learn even little nuggets off those English girls, you know, that's massive experience for Grace coming into this Six Nations. Um, and we saw massive physical carries off her, um, and she's only going to get better with learning, you know, through the set piece, through lineouts, and through scrums. But yeah, um, I suppose it's a really different team. It's a really an experienced team but um, what's, I suppose what else is good if we're not looking at just individual players, we're looking at, and Fiona will talk about this, how good the scrum has been in the second game in particular, how they how they improved and how they're really focused on that, and and Ireland have a pretty good scrum record going into this game, and that has to be one area that they're going to look to, look to dominate Italy in is the scrum, because Italy don't have a very good record in the scrum, they've given away quite a lot of penalties, so that's an area that we can look to, you know, force a penalty, kick to corner. Nicola will probably take charge of the line in and we can get all that sorted. And like that, we will have a lot more possession. It's just what we do with it and not panic when we do have it because, you know, we haven't had a lot of it in the last two games. Sometimes you'll want to force stuff because you haven't had the ability to do it in the last two games.
1: Fiona, Emer just touched on Nicola Friday, the leader of the troops. We obviously saw the interview, the emotional one. She's given her heart and soul to say the obvious what did you think what did you make of her getting emotional there? Just shows how much it means to her and like this week or what will have what will the coaches have done or spoken to her about that and just I suppose it means everything to play for your country, never mind captain country, but like did you just did your heart go out to her there and how much she is giving for this for this country?
2: absolutely my heart went out or i could see it i think i was welling up in studio a little bit myself it was awful you could feel um nobody wants a camera on them especially when like if i' was sitting at home watching these senders, i might have a few tears and i wouldn't like a goggle box inside my sitting room watching me cry but look um what people probably forget is you know that as a captain as well there's st- so much pressure and Emer would know her better but I would imagine she takes that all to heart and she feels like the performances are on her because she's the leader she's the captain of the team I know they're probably trying to build um in camp and especially Greg I'd imagine he's trying to build more of a leadership group but as the captain as the person out there calling the shots you always feel like a decision one decision you could make can impact everything which it can but i think nicola takes that to heart so to see her like that i could i could imagine it was a build up of the media presence now being on the team um, massively in the last couple of years which it wouldn't have been so much there it was it? which is a good thing but for a player to have to answer all these questions after a performance and a, a loss like that and especially Wales so I think it was a build up of that but it shows her heart, it shows her want and as a coach Greg would be delighted with that, he knows he knows that he's got her hook, line and sinker in there she wants to give everything she possibly can, they need to fix a couple areas um, especially for this season Game, I'm not going to say they're going to go out and fix a few areas and beat England next week, but they have a chance of putting in a massive performance against Italy. And the heart isn't something that's lacking. It's about getting these connections together, getting things right. When they go out in the pitch, it's taken, as Emer spoke, there was times um, when they just didn't look, when line speed was coming at them, especially in the Wales game, they didn't know what to do. There there was a lack, I, I could see people looking out around at each other, but it's now getting out with those t- tools. If there's a huge line speed, it's using that kick. It's, u- it's getting a little bit deeper, and I think those players know how to do that, and the first two games will stand to them, because they're going to get more confident in their ability to change things especially when they're on the pitch
0: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh
3: in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Imer, do you just want to come in Nicola very well just on that?
3: Yeah, I think the the difficult thing is that you as a player... You, you you can't do any more. Like I know Nicola is, you know, going to bed early, eating the right food and everyone on the team, you know, they're they're training Monday to Friday. They're obviously before the before they've come in together, they're working full time and trying to train at the same time. And you're making the most of every hour in the day when you're not a professional player. And I remember something similar happened when we played France. It was actually two years ago. And we were after, you know, everyone, we had, we believed we could beat France. I suppose no player believes you, you're never going to beat France. And we really believed we were going to beat France. And we we lost, I think, our worst ever loss. And I remember chatting to our defence coach at the time going, I don't know what more I can do as a player because I'm working full time and I'm trying to train every other hour of the day and trying to recover. And as players, as the 15, as the 23 that were there in the squad, we gave, our, we gave it our all. There was nothing more that I don't think I could have prepared myself anymore. And I think Nicola's looking at that result going, I don't know what more I could have done, I as a player gave it my all the 23 girls that stood, stood on this pitch gave it their all and it's just I suppose more needs to be done that's the thing and it's it's frustrating because it is, um, I think you said it last week, it was David, David versus Goliath, you know it is when you're going up against professional teams that this is their sole job they've had months together They've had, Wales have had a year together. France, you know, there we know how good they've been in the past. England are professional, like it's their full-time job. They have no other worries. And I think you, you people forget that on the outside that Ireland may be pro in the word. They've only come together for the last five weeks or so. They haven't had a lot of preparation as a squad. And even the International Cup or the Celtic Cup, the English girls didn't play with us. The, the UK girls never played in that because obviously they were playing in Prem. So there's a lack of cohesion but that's not their decision either. You know, the decisions are taken out of their hands of when they come into Irish camp and who they play and when they play and when they're allowed to be released from the premiership. And I just feel like the frustration and, and not the frustration, but like, I don't think Nicola as a player, as a captain could, could have given any more on that day. And I think that's where the frustration comes from. It's, it's um, you're fighting a, a battle when you're playing against teams like England, whose job it is full time.
1: Yeah. Fair point. Fiona, I know they've talked about, it's been well documented, the journey, you know, their own team, but like the next couple of weeks are massive because of the this new WXV competition. The higher you finish up in the six nations, the better games you're going to play for the next couple of years
2: yeah and look i suppose that first game was a reality shock i'd say to the team because they really thought that they were capable of probably making that top three so the top three will go into that tier one of this uh world 15 competition which would let you play against the likes of new zealand you're playing against um canada you're playing against england france the the who would probably finish in top two. You know what I mean? So this was the obvious goal. And um, as a coaching group and I, as a team, that, is, that was an achievable goal in their eyes going into this. But I suppose when that first game happened, it was it was a complete shock. They now realise that Wales have jumped on much further than they thought they would have. And they're at a stage now where... Se- our fourth and fifth go into the tier two and whoever gets that a uh, good old wooden spoon is going to go into tier three it would be absolutely terrible for Ireland to end up in that tier three um because um you would be playing teams that probably have only pulled together um uh, I suppose 15s games in the last couple of years. They wouldn't be advanced. Um, like if you're in tier two, you, you you'd probably looking at maybe Japan, and you would get a couple of other good games. But it, it, in tier three, it would be it wouldn't be great because. It's for two years, so it's not they're not only going to play it in the summer for this summer, it'll be the following summer again. So this six nations actually brand you for the next couple of years, and um I I, I think that their main goal now would be to get into that tier two because they need the higher level of games because it's that standard when you play those games. We saw the likes of Wales, um, you know, Italy. They look like they've played in the World Cup together, even though a lot of, of, of teams, are, those players might have retired and moved on after that, but they look like they had that competitive edge. And Emer spoke at the start about England are trying to change their style and fix a lot of things in how they play. Yeah, they'll go back to the mall, but they saw they can't just have one thing in the bank. So they've learned from that from the World Cup, whereas Ireland went over to Japan. Um, they got a couple of games um. Before Japan or whatever went to that World Cup, but it, it, it probably isn't the standard that we're seeing from those teams that have played in that World Cup just gone.
1: Emer you just you were playing last year. You know, Fiona talks about how important it is to play the good teams. Would you fully agree with her?
3: Oh yeah, you you have to look at the best and and compare yourself to the best and quality games like. Yeah, it's it's important to get games, you know, in the off-season and that. But even preparation games, like this year, Ireland didn't even have a warm-up game. And you could see that Wales had played not just in the World Cup. They obviously co- they had a lot of cohesion, but they had also played against South Africa in a warm-up game ahead of the Irish game. So they were already a step ahead. They'd already made right of the wrongs from that game ahead of the Ireland game. Whereas Ireland went into the Welsh game, and then they were like, oh God, there's so much wrong. There's this, 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 and this. Whereas I think that could have been sorted maybe prior to it had there been a game a quality game yes going over to japan was good and there was a lot of new players blooded you know in that first game and they were they they won and they i think everyone thought they were great and stuff and then japan put out their probably strongest team and then ireland were blitzed off the field Um, you know so it is important to not get your i suppose not get get cocky with how good you think you are Um, same with the with the with the combined provinces I think they went over been like you know we're really good we're playing against this Scotland team and beating them and this team and beating them but it wasn't I suppose a true representation of that squad or Scottish squad you know you're not playing against girls who are doing dominant tackles who were you know you're making an easy gain line you don't need three in a rook you don't need the latcher there you don't you can go off on your own and, and not stick to systems because it's um you're playing against weaker opposition but when you're playing against the best your systems have to be right your cleanouts and your rooks have to be right your line speed has to be perfect your connections and defense has to be perfect and um, so it's important that you play quality opposition so that you then in uh, six nations or in a world cup or in a WXV that you actually are you know where you stand in in that
1: uh, if you want to go back to saturday palmer the scene where ireland failed to qualify that dreaded day against scotland <laughs> Any scar tissue there? Sorry to bring that up, but like, or, you know, I know there's a lot of young girls, but a couple have played there before, you know, whether talk of about this week or do you think that's totally gone in the past?
2: Um, I might say it could be mentioned, but I know like that was a different coach and staff as well that was there. So they've come in and they're trying to start, you know, Greg is big on starting his own journey with this team. So um, I think it is good to look at old wounds and and be able to. That's what I love as a coach, be able to point out those little things um, that are still slightly hurting. But I don't think there would be too much emphasis on it because they've they've come a lot. They've come. It's different. There's a lot of different players you had. Kira Griffin was captain then. I know if she was there, she'd be absolutely hurting um, because she was so. You could visibly see it after the game, but she'll still talk about it now to this day. Um, so it was absolutely huge for her. So. I think Nicola'll have those scars as well and maybe in her captain speech she might bring it out to the girls so look it's a place where you can use that little bit of hurt use that little bit of heartache to get a performance out of these out of these girls but so many of the players have changed um I think a lot of the sevens were involved in that day in Parma as well, so, they, so they're not around either. So, look, they, they'll go and have a look at that and try and dig deep, but um I think they've got other things to be focusing on. I think if they can look at Italy, especially how Italy played in the last game, um, take that little bit of hurt, fix a couple of things, they'll definitely be going out in confident, quietly confident, because as Emer said, you know, people might laugh at, at you when you say, oh, this team should be confident. Every single time I put on a green jersey, I never in my life thought I was going to lose that game and i suppose the pinnacle was against new zealand um in the world cup where you know there might have been question marks but that we won that game and i think if you can have that invincibility about you yeah it doesn't always bring performances but you shouldn't be putting on that jersey unless you think you could win every game so they will be going over quietly confident and they have areas to really focus on and this italian team have improved and have gotten better but i think if ireland can get that heart get that fire pumping get the set piece right, we will see a different performance from them.
1: So Eimear, if I pointed to you, you're a coach now, against this <laughs> World Cup <laughs> qualifying team Italy, or World Cup quarter Italy, how are they going to beat them and how will Ireland go about doing it?
3: Look, I think Ireland will be a different team. I think, look, they've had two bad losses and this it was a similar situation last year where they had two bad losses as well and then went down to Musgrave Park and put on a really good performance against Italy last year. They will themselves up after the last two weeks, and I think they'll have more confidence coming into this game. We've got a good record against Italy, you know. Of the last 10 games, we've won nine of the ten. They're not easy games, they've never been easy games. Um, but Ireland tend in, in the past tend to be fitter than, than those Italian games, and the, the cracks will start to open. If you can, if you can stay with if you can um it'll be a tight game, probably 50-60 minutes, and then the cracks will open. I think their fitness levels will go, and Ireland will start to make make tracks with those with those. Those gaps through the middle, or they'll they'll be missed tackles and that. Um, but I suppose if you look at, they've a lot of experience in the in the pack, but they've quite a few injuries at the moment. So I think we can really go at them in the scrum and in the in the set piece and force few scrum penalties, like I said. And um, that will set up our backline, which is you know inexperienced going up against a pretty experienced centre partnership. So if we can look to, I suppose do the stuff we weren't doing. It's it's simple. It's it's you know a midfield ruck clear out, really, really fast clear out and then get that ball out to the wing, out to those wingers, because they are lightning quick. Whichever ones are going to be starting. Like, I don't know, will it be Aoife Doyle? Will it be Natasha Behan? Or will it be maybe even Lauren Delaney in there? But, you know, like Aoife Doyle got player of the year last year in the AIL. She's a fantastic player. We haven't seen a lot of her. Natasha Behan has been really impressive with Black Rock. Um, really, really strong carriers has been with the sevens as well. Really physical, really, really strong and fast. I think we just need to get um those girls on the ball a lot more. And it will, I think there is going to be opportunities to do that on, on the weekend because Ireland will have looked at those areas and looked to see, look, we, we almost scored here. We almost did this here in the last few games and, and give them a bit of hope that they have and confidence that they have the ability to do it. Um, but yeah, it won't be easy. And like I said, I think it'll be a really tight 50, 60 minutes and then Ireland will start opening them up.
1: If you know what, do you think Greg will make many changes from France or which way do you sit to Stick with a steady 23 if he can.
2: I think he'll try and stick with a, a steady 23. There might be, um, I think, Emer hit nail and He might change maybe one in the backfield. We might see Lauren Delaney come in. Um, but I think Dana um, will hold her spot. Um, Aoife Dalton, the 12, um, the... Poor Vicky Irwin. France really targeted her. You know, um, she played a lot at thirteen um, for the last few games and was very. She was every time she got the ball. I think it was very hard to 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 get the ball past her. So, it, depending on injury, I'm not sure if he'll stick with her. He might use her. She's a great utility back to have as well because she can play fullback or wing. So she's not a specialised twelve at the minute. So look, there might be a change in there, but I think generally pack and stuff. He's going to stick with what he has, and I think that's the right call. You know, he's talking about a journey. We've seen far too many chopping and changing um done before on the Irish team, not due to injury. And I think you've if you're if you're blooding young players, you've got to give them a chance. You can't give them one game, two game, and if they make a few errors, take them off. We're at the stage now where we know we're not going to finish in the top three. We've big games ahead, but we've got to stick with these players and get them confident. And, and I and I definitely think. The, the pack is, is getting better as well. I thought Neve Jones last week was, or the last game was immense. And she's a player that can really stand up. They just need to sort out the throwing in the line-out because she's not throwing over in the premiership either. So they might have worked a little bit with her. And that can be changed. You know, you can get in, you can do things a lot faster line-out You can go a little bit shorter. So they'll have worked on that area. And I think he'll stick with the same players and they, they'll go out and definitely give a blast. And we'll see far more cohesion as
1: well. Well, girls are a couple other games this weekend we must touch on as well England v Wales and Scotland v France on Sunday. Emma, which way do you see those going? Is it as simple as England and France just to pick up easy victories? Or did you see it going a wee bit different?
3: No, I think it is probably England. It's easy to say England and France, um, maybe different teams, you know, different players coming in, playing in that. I think England have and France have the. The joy of being able to swap in and swap out and, and it's kind of seamless transition almost but Scotland are going to give them a good fight against France Um, we saw Scotland give England a really good fight and if I'm if I did Scotland really put it up to France a few years ago was that Italy did that but Scotland are coming they're coming better and France aren't as okay they were very good last weekend but you know that's it's that probably was a really really good performance out of France after a really poor performance in the first game um, but I think the gap is closing between Scotland. Definitely Scotland and the other teams. Um and I think, yeah, Wales will look and they will be really confident. I think it's a sellout up there. Um, they'll have a massive home crowd against England and they're really, really confident after a massive, really good first two campaign first two games, um, a really tight win as well. In the last game so they'll be on such a buzz going into that england game and i suppose they probably want to batter them they play a lot of their rugby with and against (laughs) the english as in the premiership i don't think it'll be a a a nice friendly little game anyway (laughs) against it never is against against wales or 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 england
1: yeah fiona well i just want to touch on Tua polluto she seems a real class act and like she'll want to give england a bit of her own medicine you know but do you think wales can cause them any type of problems Um, I think they'll give a good first 20 minutes. I think they
2: will have, I think their scrum will be a a lot better. You know, England's blitzed the Welsh scrum for years and um, I suppose Wales always prided themselves on on their scrum in particular. So I think um, we'll see a lot. She's really... Um, done r- massive things for the, for the front row up there. I mean, I, w- I was looking at a team of the, um, of the tournament early on, looking at players and I had her in the second row because she's been playing with second row with Gloucester with Sam um, Manning for most of the season but obviously Wales have taken her in and they've been training her as a tight head and, and, and she's just come on huge scrum wise. We knew she could carry but her scrum ha- has been very good in the last couple of games. We'll see a, a big test against England and we'll see exactly um you know, um, where she at Scrummage and for that game. Look, I think this Wales team would always be going in um, to games lacking confidence against England. Like, you know they've they've taken some um, uh, hammerings over the years but this is definitely uh, I, I think a game that they're going to be very confident going in you know you've seen they've had a very good win against Ireland they, they beat Scotland they pulled away right near the end their fitness is absolutely massive so I think we'll see Wales in the game with England a lot longer than we would have in the past but England's scoring ability from turnover from set piece is just too good their back three are immense so I, I do feel like they will win by a, a couple of tries definitely
1: okay interesting stuff well before we go always my favorite time in these podcasts can we get some <laughs> predictions please Ireland Vietly sorry to put it out there Emer, first to you <laughs> do you want
3: a scoreline Stuart just a win uh,
1: whatever you want you can go both you can go both
3: no we'll go um I'll go for an Ireland win they'll pull away like I said in the last 10 minutes um We'll go for some hope for, hope for some tries. We'll go four tries to we'll go three tries to two. She
2: to I'm gonna say um Ireland are gonna nick it as well. I'm gonna say around a 26 twenty six twenty three scoreline. I'd say they'll win it by a, a couple of points, two or three points. Um it, you do you want me to predict the other games, too? Or yes, yeah, if
1: you're here oh yeah, yeah, you're getting paid to wind up
2: you're dead right. Um I think France will definitely beat uh, Scotland I think you're looking at maybe by 50 plus points I know Scotland have come on but I think France are are after kicking it up a gear after the first game um, and they're obviously paid as well so they're being told that at training every week you better you better get out there that first performance wasn't great Um, and I think England will pull away from Wales I think you'll be looking at but the wedge will get a couple of tries I think maybe about 60 points to 20 I, I would call the England game
1: well girls it's been absolutely great and thanks for coming on Don't forget to tune in Virgin Media to 4 o'clock on Saturday in Parma as Ireland take on Italy.